0: Well, we are continuing our series called Margin. We talked last week uh, in the introduction about how we need margin in our life. And so I want to start this morning. Uh, you can look in Deuteronomy chapter 5. That's where we're going to be uh, for our message. But um, so, so we talked last week about how, how God created us to have margin in our lives. And, and so uh, we, we gave the definition, but I want to go ahead and start with that again this morning. The definition that we're using for margin is that it's the space between where we are operating and our capacity. And, and some of you may be thinking, I thought that was supposed to be the same thing. Aren't we told that we operate at capacity, make the most of life, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on you can? I said that last week, and some of you never heard of that. You, uh, you, 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 you go for the gusto. We've all heard all these, uh, these saying advertisements. The advertisers are really good about getting us to want more and more and more. And we never have enough. It's never good enough. It's never new enough. Anybody? Are you all with me? Is that? Okay. I, we, we got a way for We don't do broadcast TV anymore. But they found a way to sneak commercials in your streaming stuff these days. So I still get to see some of those. But margin is the space between where you're operating and your capacity. And, and we need that. God has created us to have margin. And we read this verse last week, but this is where we're going to kind of camp today. Uh, th- this is going to be, for some of you today, this is going to be one of those oh me messages. You ever had one of those? You can't say amen, but you can say oh me. Um, but for some of you, you may be saying, you know what, man, I got this down. This is not a problem for me at all. And, and, and that probably may be two of you. But for the rest of us, this is going to be one of those that, that this might be a little bit of a hard message. Because today, we're talking about creating margin in our time. And this crazy, fast-paced, go, 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 do as much as you can, then do a little bit more, give 110%. Anybody ever, y'all have heard all those things, right? And, and we apply that to our time, and our calendar's so crazy, our calendar's so busy... That, that everything is so jam-packed that, that life has a way of just flying by. And when we stop and, and take stock, like I hope we, we do at the beginning of the year, you need to do that occasionally in your spiritual life, we realize, you know, I've done a whole lot of stuff, but not a lot of it's been very fruitful and not a lot of it's been very important. I don't want us to be there. That's not the way God has created us. So how do you know, how do you know that, that you need help creating margin? in your time uh, if you're continually late to things then then you might need to create a little bit more of margin in your time if you have to apologize because you've overcommitted yourself then you might have to create a little bit of I'm sounding like Jeff Foxworthy you might be a redneck if um, if if you have to drop out of if you have trouble making commitments and then you have to drop out of commitments then you probably need to create a little bit of margin uh, in your time, in your calendar. So today, I, I want us to look at really, uh, we're, we're applying this, uh, and, and it's not a stretch at all. Uh, we're applying this to the principle of the Sabbath. So when, when God created the heavens and earth, he did it in six days, right? And he rested on the seventh. Do you think God was tired after he created everything? Of course not. God was setting a precedent for us. And so he tells us this is in the book of the law, this is in Deuteronomy chapter five. He tells us about the principle of the Sabbath, and it helps us to remember that God has created us to have margin in our lives. He says in Deuteronomy chapter five verse 12, "Observe the Sabbath day. We talked last week that word Sabbath means an intermission, a break. So observe the Sabbath day. Observe the break, basically that God has set for us, to keep it holy. Holy means set aside as the Lord your God commanded you. And for some of us who are slow, he explains that a little bit for us. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh, it is a Sabbath. It is a break to the Lord your God. So so some of you right away are going to be going to be saying you know i don't think i can set aside a whole day every week well hold on we're going to come back to that in just a moment but the principle is the same the principle is this that god has created us to have a break to have an intermission to have some margin in our lives he did not create us to do one thing after another after another after another now the the church that i came from i was administrative pastor and i dealt with everything that had to do with facilities and, and finances, you figure that's like 99.999% of what you do in a church. Uh, only the fellowships that they had off campus that didn't cost any money were the things I wasn't involved in. So, and, and we had 45 people on payroll, so um, I, I supervised quite a few people. And, and they did. we did this thing. What we were really trying to do is is encourage people to get involved in ministry. So we did kind of the man on the street, but we did the kid on the street little interviews and and they went around and they'd say what does your daddy do you know and and so it was supposed to be kind of one of these things you know that 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 my job is this but my real job is i'm a greeter at the church you know i'm a brain surgeon but my real job is that i'm an usher you know in our church so uh, those kind of things well they interviewed hillary she was pretty little and they said hillary what does your daddy do and i am not lying she said he has meetings (laughs) because i had a lot of meetings Now, I learned to schedule 15 minutes between meetings because I talk, and so I usually go over into the next one. But God didn't create us to go from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another. He didn't create us to have jam-packed schedules. He didn't create us to be full with our time. Remember, margin is the the space between where we operate and our capacity. He didn't create us to operate at capacity time-wise. And you're saying, how do you know that? Because he told us not to do that. He told us to have a break. Here's, here's what happens. Um, we, we live 9,000 feet above stress level. You realize that's just a slogan. That's not the truth. Um, but, but so we, we live in the mountains. It is a slower pace. I love it. I had a, y'all remember the Palm Pilots? Anybody? The kids are going, what? It was a personal data assistant, and I had one of those uh, that I used in, in, in Fort Worth, and when I came here, I've been here 14 years now, but when I came here, I tried to use that, and I said, that thing doesn't even work. Mountain time is not just an hour difference, it's a whole different way of telling time. I don't know if you guys know that. The land of manana, manana doesn't mean tomorrow, it means it could possibly happen sometime. So, so... So things are laid, more laid back here. It's a slower pace. But we still find ways to pack our schedules. And, and parents, we, we tend to do this uh, a lot with our kids. Um, I, I talk to parents all the time and they say, oh, I'm, I was so glad when my oldest started driving. That way they could drive all the other kids around. And, and so here's what has happened. Because we tend to pack our schedules, we have become experientially rich we we get to experience a whole lot of stuff we want to make sure our kids experience a whole lot of stuff but we become relationally poor we've not done relationships well and we've become spiritually bankrupt we become relation i'm sorry experientially rich with lots of experiences oh we don't want to miss out on this and we don't want to miss out on that we don't want our kids to miss out on this we don't want our grandkids to miss out on this so we're running around we're doing all these things and so we have lots of experiences but our relationships suffer and our walk with christ suffers that's not the way it's supposed to be we had fun we got to go to durango right after christmas this year and and that was cool everybody's like what'd you do i said well the only this is this is like a great time away for me We had one thing that we had to be somewhere at at a a certain place at a certain time. Just one in the four days we were gone. That was great. And that was the Polar Express train ride. So we were really looking forward to that. Everything else, we got up that day and said, what do you want to do today? Well, after we go to Durango Joe's Coffee Shop, (laughs) um, which is the the Colorado version of Starbucks, I think. Um, Very good. So after you know and and then we just decide what we're going to do that day. God created us so we have margin, but we are so so focused on making sure that we get we eat every little bit of life out of every little second we have that we forfeited our relationships, our relationships with one another and our relationships with God. We're going to talk about relationships in a couple of weeks uh, in depth. But I want us to see that God didn 't create us to operate at capacity, particularly with our time. So what do we do? We know this i 'm not telling you guys anything new, probably, maybe saying it in a little bit different way. What do we do? How, how do we create margin in our time and 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 that 's really I want this to be a very practical series. How do we create some margin in our time? So I want to give you guys uh, three things to do. Now, now let me say, first of all, before we jump into this, we know God does the work in our hearts to change us into the image of Christ, right? And we know that our our salvation uh, isn't based on works in, in any sense. It wasn't based on works when we came to faith in Christ. It's not based on works as we walk in this life in faith in Christ. But let me give you things. I want to help you practically three things that you can do to create margin in your time. Are you guys ready? Now, I'm going to ask you next week if you're doing these things, okay? Some of you are going, no, yes, <laughs> because I need to be held accountable, and I think you do too. Here's the first one. So what we want to do is set aside, that's the principle of the Sabbath, We want. I want you I want you to, to begin to do these things. Set aside in the next week one hour each day where you do nothing. You don't have anything planned. One hour each day with nothing planned. I told you this is probably going to be an O.M.E. Oh me message. It gets better. I started with the easiest one first. Set aside one hour each day with nothing planned, nothing to do, do nothing. And and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing the turmoil in some of you. I guess I could get up an hour earlier. You could do that. I need my seven hours of sleep. One hour each day. I'm letting that sink in just a little bit. Some of you, start thinking about ways you can do that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Three things to watch for. We're gonna get to that out in a minute. So, so one hour each day. Now, now guys, there are 24 in a day. Eight of those, let's say, you work. You still got 16 to work with. Some of you may be working full time, so you got eight hours to work with here. Okay, one hour each day with nothing planned, nothing to do. I'm not saying create space for something else to do. That's not what I'm saying. One hour with nothing to do. Okay, now while you're still thinking about that one, let's go to the harder one. I want you to set aside one evening each week with nothing planned. One evening. Now you got seven of those. Do you realize? You've got seven evenings every week. One evening with nothing planned. If, if, if you're not in the habit of having family or, or dinner together as a family, or as a couple for some of you whose kids have flown the nest, one of mine flew the nest, but she's still circling around here somewhere. Um, so so if, your kids, then one, if you're not in the habit of having the meal together, let this be that night where you don't have anything planned And you have your meal together. Now, that one gets harder because now you're dealing with more people than you. The other one is individual. This one is family. One evening with nothing planned. Just one out of seven. I saw that look. One out of seven. Okay? You guys ready for the hardest one? Okay. What I want you to do is to set aside one day each month. With nothing planned. I'm not saying that you're creating room for something else to do one day each month with nothing planned. I think I just grew like a third head or something, the way some of you are looking at me. Now, guys, this isn't even the Sabbath like what the print, you know, if we follow the principle. Uh, strictly, and we're under grace, not under law, but if we follow the principle strictly, we'd be setting aside one day each week. I'm just asking you to set aside one day each month, nothing planned. That, that, that's not the day you go cut wood. No, that's not the day you go shopping. That's not the day you curl your hair, for some of you who maybe have that. One day each month with nothing planned, Nothing. Some of you are going, I don't know if I can do that. I'm going to encourage you to try. You may be saying, I won't get everything done. If I do that, I'm not going to get everything done. That might be. Let me give you three things to watch for. Are you ready? If You guys listen quick. We might get out five minutes early. Only have to wait 45 minutes in line at Mad Jack's then. Ready? These are three things you need to watch for. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be some opportunity that will seek to fill that time. Whether it's the one hour a day, one evening a week, or one day a month. When you create that space, when you create that margin... There's going to be some opportunity that will seek to fill that time now now let me let me make my little caveat here. let me make our exception. If God prompts you to go share the gospel with somebody during that time, remember God moves in the margins and we're allowing him time to do that then you you better go share the gospel with somebody, but don't let good opportunities or bad opportunities. Feel this time you're sitting at home it's the one saturday a month you set aside nothing planned we're not what are you going to do nothing what do you got planned nothing you can you have my permission as long as you don't go out anywhere stay in your jammies all day long we don't shop at walmart in our jammies i don't know if you know that i i went there at 11 o'clock one night and people don't know that um yeah, I I actually, someone called me one Saturday, and I was clothed. I just want to say that right away. And I jumped, and I said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll run up there real quick. I wanted want to meet, uh, meet him at Dave's. And I jumped up there, and I got out of the truck and realized I was in my house shoes. So I went on into Dave's thinking I'll just run in real fast, and they made me stay for coffee. So I had to explain to 20 people why I had my house shoes on. That's okay, but not your jammies. But something, I promise you, there will be an opportunity that will arise that will seek to fill that time. Don't let it. Don't let it. You're sitting there looking at one another. Oh, you know what? You can do that project. This is the woman talking to the man. You can do that project that three years ago you said you were going to do. No. 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 Honey, we can go see a movie. No. Don't let anything fill that time. Unless God tells you to share the gospel with somebody. Then you do it. Here's the second one. Something will not get done. When when you're thinking about setting aside time like that, creating margin, you're going to say, you know what? I am barely keeping up right now. If I set aside time, if I create margin in my time, something's not going to get done, that's okay. I remember the church I came from before I would take a vacation, a pastor would say, just make sure you get everything done before you leave. And I said, Pastor, I never get everything done ever. (laughs) He says, what do you do? I said, I just stop when it's time to go home, and that's where I pick up the next day. It's okay if you don't get everything done. Let me, let me give you a biblical thing here. Because some of you are going that sounds pretty lazy. No it's called margin. The principle of the Sabbath. Leviticus 19. Now we're not at a law we're under grace. But this is cool what God said to his people. Leviticus 19 verses 9 and 10. He said. When you reap the harvest of your land. You shall not reap your field right to its edge. Don't finish he said. You don't reap right to the edge. Neither shall you gather your gleanings after your harvest. So after you've harvested, you don't go back and see if you missed anything. You reap your harvest. Don't go all the way to the edge. Don't go back and see if you've missed anything. It's okay to leave something. In fact, he told them to. And then he says, verse uh, 10, for the ones who maybe uh, uh, were grape growers, He says, and you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. And here's why, a practical time in this day. He said, you shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. But here's the principle. You don't have to go all the way to the edge. In fact, he told them to leave the corners. Leave the edges. And, and, and when you're thinking about creating margin in your time, you're thinking, I won't, I'm not going to get everything done. That's okay. That's all right. Because what we've done is fallen into what our culture says, what our world says, is we have to have more, 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 more. Howard Hughes, at the time, the richest man ever, I've said this several times, someone asked him, how much money is enough? And he said, just a little bit more. Satan loves to keep us busy so that we don't do the things that God wants us to do and so that we don't take time to let God move and work in our hearts. Something will not get done. That's okay. Now, I'm not saying renege on your commitments, but when you do this, you're going to be sitting there that Saturday saying, oh, man, I've been meaning to get to that. This is a good time. No. It just won't get done that day. It's okay. I've been sick before where I have been in bed all day long. You know what I found out? When I got up, the world was still spinning. I was pretty sick, so my head was still spinning too. <laughs> um, everything was all right. We didn't. Our economy didn't crash. I came up to church. It was still here. It's okay not to get everything done that day during that time. And then finally, this is one that I deal with a whole lot. My dad didn't teach us a whole lot, but he taught us to work hard. I grew up basically in a grocery store. Believe it or not, um, back when I was short, he, uh, yeah, we had milk crates, and I would stand on the milk crates and run the cash register. Um, and and I, he taught me how to do that. It, uh, I've been running a 10-key uh because we had to do two tapes on our checks for a deposit. Been doing that since like about the 5th or 6th grade. He taught us to work hard. He taught us the value of hard work. And that's a good thing. But here's something I struggle with because of that. And it's the third one to watch for. Somebody will make you feel guilty. Because you're wasting time. Now that somebody may not have a body. That somebody may be Satan. Saying, y'all, look at you, you can't do that. I don't know why God told you to do that. You can't do that. You're not going to get everything done. You lazy bum. You spent the whole Saturday doing nothing. That's what God tells us to do. But, but somewhere along the way, someone is going to make you feel guilty. You're going to say, oh, man, I could be doing so many other things. Be getting this done. I need to clean out my truck. I really do. I didn't just make that one up. Um, had to take some kids home the other day, and I said, uh, I'm sorry, there's not any place for your feet in the back because <laughs> I shoved everything down in the floorboard. Not the back of the truck. I have a back seat. I'm just saying. I should... Somebody's going to make you feel guilty. Don't. It's okay. They have margin. In fact, we need it. We need margin in our lives. We need margin in our time. And I'll go back to the, what we said last week. That what this really comes down to is trust. It's trust in God. Next week, I, I don't know if I'd tell you what we're going to talk about because you might not come. week you're going to talk about your finances I took a picture so I know everybody that was here no, I'm kidding It's trust God if I can't do everything I need to do maxing out my time right now how am I going to get everything done if I set time aside it's God's principle He's the one that said it. He's the one that created us. He designed us. And you just have to trust. Same way with finances, but with your time. You just have to trust God. I'm going to honor what you said, and I'm just going to have to trust you to make up the rest. Can you imagine you're a farmer, and they tell you you can't, you can't harvest all of your crop? You've got to leave some. But Lord, I barely made the payments last time. And, 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 I, and I harvested everything, and God says, no, trust me. Trust me here. Trust me. Something's going to want to fill that space. Don't let it. There will be an opportunity that will arise. Something's not going to get done. That's okay. And you might have to deal with some guilt. Just, just throw it off and say, I'm Gonna do what God has asked me to do. Because remember, God moves in the margins. If we don't create margins in our time, and we're not allowing time for God to move, now He can He can make time for you. Any of you ever had God make time for you? Flat on your back for three days in the hospital—you weren't planning on that time, were you? Um, he can do it a whole lot better if we go ahead and do it in our lives and let god have some room to work through our time let's pray lord i thank you that you know us you created us you designed us a specific way and then god you didn't leave us to figure it all out that that you've given us your word And, and so father this principle i pray that you would help us to apply Lord, as we go today, maybe some today have said, you know what, tonight, that's going to be my evening with nothing planned. That's great. Some, some Lord, may be thinking, I don't know how I'm going to have an hour each day with nothing to do. Lord, I I pray that you just just help us to find it, find something that we've been doing that we just don't need to, just one hour a day so that we can just decompress, that we can just find some time to breathe, that we can just find some time to relax, and maybe let you speak to our hearts. And then, Lord, probably what's going to be hard for most of us is finding the one day a month where we just set the the day aside and say, I'm I'm not going to plan anything today. My plan is to do nothing. Nothing. And, and Lord, even when I say that out loud, that sounds so wasteful to me. Someone who's been brought up to, to value hard work. Thinking I, so many things I could be doing instead of just sitting around. That just sounds lazy. And yet, God, we know that you created us so that we need margin in our lives. So Father, I pray that you would help us to trust you with our time. That you can do more God, with, with less than we can do with all that we have. And God, that we trust you not only to make up for the time that we set aside to, to have margin, but God, we would trust you to work in our hearts, to draw us to you to help maybe restore, renew, reinvigorate that relationship with you that's, that, Lord, we have to have on a daily basis. Father, give us the courage and the boldness to step out in faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.